She's a journalist and New York Times best-selling author. I'll give you the moon, Mary. I'll take it. He's a record label owner and entrepreneur. They're both into skinny margaritas. And these Seattleites don't mind getting caught in the rain. I'm Sarah Geo. And I'm Brandon E. Bell. And this is the Mod About You podcast. Are you ready to have a whole lot of fun? Let's do this. Hey guys, hi from New York City. Brandon and I are here on a gorgeous Sunday morning. We can see all of the lovely buildings, the Hudson River, the Empire State Building. From Incredible our, views. From a room. I love New York. We love it, love it, love it. And this morning we have a special guest on the podcast. We have my old friend Beth Shapuri, who is a longtime veteran journalist. We worked together at Glamour back in the day. And while I was covering health and fitness, Beth was covering beauty and style. Way more fun. She's now a deputy beauty and style director at Us Weekly. She has a big time job at Us, and she is filled with years and years of knowledge about beauty and style, and we just can't wait to pick her brain. We think you guys are really going to enjoy the show. Let's do this. I'm just excited to have a girly conversation about all of the products and beauty and hair and skin and everything. But before we get into all of that, I thought we could ask Beth to introduce herself and tell us a little bit about you. Sure. I am a beauty expert, I guess you could say. I'm an editor. I work at S Weekly. I'm the deputy beauty and style director there. But I met Sarah when we were working at Glamour, and I was doing beauty there. She was doing health. It's been a, a long, strange journey of learning about mascara through my yeah. whole career. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was working for Glamour, I was doing the daily health blog, Vitamin G, combing the research and so focused on health and fitness and nutrition and everything. And Beth was on the other side and focused on mascara and blush and all these fun things. And I would click over to the beauty section and kind of, that's kind of where I started to learn about beauty and skincare was really from that blog. And it's funny because I really, you know, I don't know if this is true for everybody, but in my 20s, I just didn't even care about any of it. Like I, I didn't even, I didn't even put any moisturizer in my face, no SPF, nothing. But then something happened in my 30s and I became obsessed. So is that usually when it starts for people? I mean, I think everybody's journey is different. Yeah. Like I think people get more interested in aging for sure in their 30s and 40s yes. and don't really think about it much in their 20s. Although that's shifting a little bit. Everybody has a, a, an age where all of a sudden they are having fun and experimenting with their look and that could come early, it could come later. It could My age come. was 45. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. But I think a lot of people would look at your career, my career in, in media and freelancing and whatnot as, as a real dream job. I mean, especially you're living in New York City and you're writing for, and at the time you were working for Glamour, you were freelance, right? So you were working for a lot of Yeah, I was on contract with them. So it was about three quarters of what I was doing, but I was writing outside of that for other outlets that were either non-competitive, not competitors or I was writing things that weren't beauty for yes. people. So I got to do, you know, it, I'm a person who really loves variety. So that really did well for me yeah. while I was there. Yeah. 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 I, I think we're, we have a, a similar work personality in that way with, you know, anyone who's freelanced like that knows the juggle and the hustle and the pitching and deadlines and all of it. How did you come to, have you always been in New York City? How did you come to dip your toe into the world of magazines? I grew up in Kentucky. So 
Definitely not wow. New York. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I wanted to be in magazines. The sort of folklore about it all is that when I was 13, I did a, a class project where we had to put together a magazine. And I was like, oh, this is a job. I'm going to do this. Yeah. And I had always wanted to be a writer. Like even before I could write, I had my mom like write down stories that I would tell her a lot of a lot of them featured my like neighborhood dog named Casey. Anyway, so um, we're the same girl. Like this, you, you, when you know, you know. Like yeah. I was seven years old writing little things, and I I knew I was going to be a writer. Yeah, laser focused on it. Sounds like you were too. Yeah, for sure. And it, I never th- wanted to do anything else. And and I don't even like wax poetic about writing. I don't yeah. think it's like oh, it's just normal to me and it's it just, what you do yeah yeah severely easily well that's not always true sometimes it does not come easily oh, yeah. I agree but yeah. <laughs> but overall it was not something I ever it was something that I could do well yeah my whole life so it seemed like um you know if you could do it yeah why not do yeah it? and you know it's funny people always ask me well how do you do how do you write it seems so hard like how you know whoa you wrote so f- you wrote this blog post in just a just second it's like well that's what I do and you know, I could write a blog post in my sleep probably. Yeah, and I do. Too. I wake up and I think of a headline or I, it's it's in me, you know. I, I feel like blogging, you know, writing for the site at Glamour, we were doing like four posts a day, something yeah. like that. It was by far the thing that has broken me of any sort of writer's block, yep. any sort of second guessing anything. Yep. Usually my first thing's the best. Like I might have to massage it later, but just put it down. Put it yeah. down on paper. Yeah. Start in the middle if you have to. Rapid fire. Yeah. Yep. I, I agree with you. I, I think that's exactly, that was my process too. And you know, we had, the, I had to do five to seven a day or something. And I remember I had little babies at home and I mean, I had to get the stuff done. Like I, there was no, oh, maybe this headline isn't great or I'm going to think about this for a little longer. It was like, here's the news. Here's what I need to report. This is the post. It needs to get up. And yeah. Yeah. So that way, you know, it was, it was an interesting, uh, was it about five years? I think I was with Glamour. I was five, there. Four. Oh my God. I was there eight and a half, I think, wow. or eight years. Speaking I, of Glamour, you know, the, the, the news recently, they announced that they were closing the publication, which was very sad. How did that hit you after being such a veteran of the magazine? Glamour itself has, you know, obviously some sort of special place in my heart. But outside of that, it just makes me sad for the industry, period. I mean, just the whole thing sort of is teetering and having some issues. And, you know, I think people need content. So it's not that I think we're all going to have to find something else to do. But I think people want their information in different ways. And we have to be smart about how Mm -hmm. we're packaging things and how we're how we're putting together stories that make the reader feel like there's a reason why they're coming to you. Uh, and and who knows in five years what the landscape will look like? I honestly have no idea. Yeah, it, it really is a changing time. You know, I always say that magazines were my first love and are my first love. I love a magazine, and you know, even after writing for magazines all these years on an, on a trip on an airplane, I'm always I've got my texture app open and I'm reading all the latest magazines. And but I switch to books, obviously. I mean, I still do a little work with magazines, but it is changing, and I don't really know what that's going to look like. Here we are on a podcast, and that's a new way, a new-ish way of content. Do you listen to a lot of podcasts? I do. I go through phases where I get really into one, and I'll listen to it like like binge watching almost. Yeah. Um, and then there are just ones that I listen to when I have time, or oh, I'm yeah. on a trip. That's a really easy time when you're, I'm sitting on a bus or in a car ride or something. I'll just listen to a podcast, and. I like a lot of like 
There's one called Art of Charm that I really like. That's I like have a, listened to that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is sort of fun. And you, you might like that, Brandon. It's it, it's I'll two guys, right? Yeah. It's I, well, it's, it's hosted by one guy, and I think he does have other people he maybe rotates in. It's a great title. I love it. Yeah. It's all about like the, the psychology of dealing with people in the world and so like one little pocket he did was like a series of episodes of this guy who had been a spy and like he was talking about sort of how he had to live this double life and like how that all came about that was fascinating to me i love it i would never be able to do that ever yeah i would just be like let me tell you my whole life story oops <laughs> yeah yeah oh my gosh so we'll have we'll we need to to cue that up and listen to it but um tell us about your podcast that you run for us weekly Run is strong. I, <laughs> I'm a rotating co-host essentially for um, Get Trust with Us, which is Us Weekly's hair podcast. There is a nice. podcast about hair, and we interview hairstylists and and sometimes other things too. We actually just did did an interview recently with a dating expert. She's a matchmaker, and that one did very well. Occasionally, we'll have somebody else, all sort of wrapped around the idea of beauty and hair and skin and all of that, but mostly hair. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been interesting. It's been fun. Gwen Flamberg is our beauty director at us, and she really is the head of it, and she is great. She's so great. She just makes everybody so comfortable and she's just a natural and it's been it's been fun. It's been I mean, you know, sometimes really silly. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're having a good time. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Well, you guys can't see Beth obviously right now with us, but she has great hair. Thank you. And I mean, it's like you have a, a lot of good hair. I have like, a lot of hair and I just colored it yesterday because it was just in it looks Shambles. so good. It's sort of like a. It has some brunette to it, like some auburn or something. It 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 decides what it wants to do. I do my own color, which is shocking to people. Okay, we have to talk about that because I just started doing my own color. Really, and it was life changing. That, and it's hard for a blonde. It's really. I'm so impressed because blondes are hard. Yeah, and I just got so tired of going to the hair salon. That's it. And it's so expensive. And, and it's just your whole day. It's and like I always get a parking ticket when I go there. And <laughs> it's ridiculous. So I just my mom's been coloring her own hair for years and she's like, just try this. But the real kicker was I was at my son's basketball game and there was this really cute lady with blonde hair in the shade I love. And I asked her, you know, where she goes and how she does it. She's like, oh my gosh, it's just like L'Oreal or something. She's like, you should do this shade and don't worry if it looks a little gray the first two days. I'm so glad she told me that because I almost cried my oh, eyes wow. out. And you know what? I do it, I don't know, every six weeks or so. And I've been doing it maybe for five times and I love it. So I started doing it many years ago and I've actually written about this because it's very odd to have a beauty editor do her own hair color because you know, part of my job is to go to salons and interview people yeah. and have them do things to my head and see what I think and uh -huh. see what their technique is. So... It was less about, you know, economics, although even not having to tip people has been helpful. But <laughs> Well, yeah, um, the tip alone. Yeah, the tip alone. I know. But I, it's not really why I did it. I started doing my own hair color because my hair grows really fast. You're so lucky. And my I, my hair is really dark. It's a, we have arguments all the time. My The hair color I use is actually called light brown. My hair is actually pretty dark brown. So I can just, I have a lot to say about what the hair color industry thinks is medium brown. But, um, <laughs> but you know, I was just going all the time to get my roots done, like all the time. And it would take forever. And then, and I've been going gray since I was 16. So I couldn't get away with just, you know, yeah. rocking my normal hair color unless I really want to go salt and pepper. And my hair is not salt and pepper in a nice way. So I just decided to like Kelly Taylor it and choose me. 
And I was like, I'm going to just, like, I just want it to be brown. It doesn't have to have highlights. It doesn't have to, it just needs to be brown. And so I just bought a, bought a box of dye and I did it. And I was like, it looks brown. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it was quick and easy. And yeah. 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 It was less, it was a lot less time than I spent in the salon. Now, does it have as much dimension? No. But it, again, I just need my hair to be brown. Yeah. It's, and, and you know, good. it's simplify. Like, I think I would love to talk to you about simplifying the beauty routine a little bit because we're in the age of, you know, the Korean 10 step beauty process. And, you know, I mean, I love Sephora. I'm, you know, always finding something new. And there's just so much complication with it all. Like I would just, you know, women, you know, we have to get our nails done. We have to do all these things and it just takes time. And I'm, that's my big thing this year is, can I simplify this? Brandon's kind of rolling his eyes. He's like, did you see what she packed (laughs) for this trip? Like the amount of products. But I really, I kind of want to, I want to figure that I think, you know, going with doing my own hair color was a big step in that. So, but you know, you can also buy those little spray things. Oh yeah. I have to use them all the time. My, My hair grows really fast I love those I mean mine doesn't really grow that fast but you know with blondes you really do have to keep up on it a little more and um I love to spray the roots a little bit Brandon's like I had no idea you did you even did that oh no it's like presto change yeah these these colored sprays they always say they don't transfer I'm gonna be I'm not I'm I'm not gonna lie and tell you that they don't transfer like you sometimes oh I get them on my black pants yeah it's kind of annoying it's it's not as bad as maybe you think it they are if you've never tried them but there is some transfer yeah but it's worth it. It's like, what do you think about, you know, that supplement Nutrafol that everyone's talking about? I'm making Brandon maybe try it and I'm taking it as well. It's supposed to help your hair grow faster, which is something you don't need. But do you get into that? Like, do you get into sort of the health science behind a lot of this stuff? Well, I have to know some about it, obviously, for my job. I don't take anything, but I know people who do and have had good results. And, you know, I think as long as you're educated and you're making sure that you're not taking anything that counteract or anything like that, I think, you know, there's so many options, right? Like all, there's just so much. So in terms of over your career of the last, I, I mean, would you say you've been focused on the beauty beat for more than 10, 15 years? Yeah, my whole career, a long which time. is a long time. And I don't want to do the math, but it's been a long time. And you are <laughs> stunning. You're a natural hey. beauty. Like you're not someone who's w- walking in with like, you know, Kim Kardashian contouring going on no, your face. No, although I often have to have that sort of stuff for work. Like we'll yeah. go to an event and, you know, makeup artist, we'll have a big makeup artist there who will say, you know, we're doing everybody's makeup, fine. And I come out and I'm like, whoa. Do you like it? I mean, do you like to get glammed up? You know, I think the funny thing about beauty editors is that we're mostly like we're really low key people when it comes to ourselves. Yeah. Like you look like you just maybe have some mascara on and, you know, like, are you even wearing foundation? I'm wearing foundation. I'm wearing under eye concealer. I'm wearing, I, I, I lightened up today because I'm, I'm just yeah. going to the Guggenheim later. It's like the no makeup makeup. But look. on a daily basis, I probably have 10 things on my face, but you don't know. Wow. Okay. Like I'll put, I always have blush on. I always have the mascara. I use this, I I use like tube mascara. Do you know what that is? No. It's like a a Japanese thing. So it's, it creates tubes around your lashes that you then take off like this. Oh my gosh. When I I say like this, I'm sorry, viewers. I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm pinching my own lashes when they're wet and just slide it off. And so nothing, you know, like I'm a person who, because I hate the nightly like So it's struggle. not irritating and it doesn't smear. It doesn't smear. Does it make your lashes look longer? It and- does, although there's a, so the one I use is called Kiss, it's Blink by Kiss Me. It's like, it's a very famous one. They have it at every Sephora and it's like one of their best sellers. 
it's not as dramatic right out of the tube as another mascara, but they do sell like a like a primer that okay. has fibers in it. And there is one that has fibers in it, but still isn't quite as dramatic as if I use like Better Than Sex from Too Faced or yes, something like I that. Yes, I that. Those tend to be like more wow, but at the end of the night, it's just like I'm gonna have to spend 14 cotton balls in yeah. 20 minutes I getting this it. off, and I'm gonna wake up looking like a raccoon anyway. Yeah. And it's like such a crazy thing. There are times it's worth it, but in my day-to-day, no, I want a tube mascara. Yeah. Tube mascara, okay, that's revolutionary. We're gonna link this up in our show notes. Okay, I wanna talk about makeup forever, but I also wanna talk about skincare because that has been my big thing. I would say post-35 skincare, I've suddenly woke up and I was like, hmm, I should start caring about my skin. Yeah, you have good skin though. Oh, thank you. Well, I don't know. Well, I'm not so sure about that, but I love an oil-based cleanser. That is, I'm obsessed. And I love the Korean method of doing two washes. Okay. Like, yeah. Do you do you like that? Do you? I am really sadly incredibly bare bones when it comes to my skincare routine and like kind of comically so I will do a double cleanse if I've been wearing a lot of makeup on a day-to-day basis I do not sometimes I just go with a micellar water sometimes I just use like Cetaphil yeah well that's Um, what yeah the dermatologists always say you know Cetaphil's uh, people who love it love it and then some people don't love it's only a few ingredients but some people don't love the ingredients I personally I, I really like it but you know it's a personal thing yeah I can't tell you that it's like going to be magic for everybody. Yeah. I actually don't think anything is magic for everybody. I don't think so. And I think it changes, right? So something you've used for a couple of years, suddenly your skin changes. Maybe you're dealing with hormonal acne or you're dealing with dryness. I, I found that you just cannot stay with something forever. At least well, I can't. And also what you're doing can change it or where you are can yeah. change it. And you know, for me, I gave up dairy a while ago because mm. I, I was breaking out and, and trying to figure out what exactly could be doing it. Because, you know, top... I had been using some topicals and whatnot and things were helping, but nothing was cutting it out. And so I, I had read finally about, you know, a little bit more about the microbiome and all of that and how that all affects your skin. And the two things that we know to be impactful for acne that you eat are sugar and, yeah. And I forget exactly why dairy, I, I want to say it's the hormones, but I know that that's not totally true. It has something to do with that, but it's not actually what's Mm -hmm. going on. So I gave up dairy and made my skin less oily, hmm. and it cleared my skin up. So when you say you gave up dairy, does that it's like heavy whipping cream or cream or I mean like what dairy? Like were products? you drinking yogurt? milk before? I mean, I yeah, wasn't like drinking a dairy? ton of milk, but yeah. I would eat yogurt. Which so <laughs> having to be a dermatologist, the yogurt's still something that a lot of people will like who give up dairy for this reason will still eat yeah. because of the, the, the probiotics. In theory, but it still is loaded with the compounds that yeah, can inflame that co- skin, yeah, co- skin. inflame the skin. So I gave up yogurt, cheese. So I don't eat cheese. Oh, okay. So I eat it once a week because I don't want to lose the enzymes that break it down. So I don't end up being like a pain every time. Oh, so we, I love dairy. What do you mean you don't want to lose the enzymes? So if, like vegans who give up dairy uh-huh. can sometimes become lactose intolerant. Are you a vegan? I'm not. No. Oh, I that's just so interesting. Eat. So you just kind of have a little, like you kind of like give your body a little, little something. Just a little something. Okay. So my little something is my heavy cream in my coffee today. So little, a little a sip little of it. I don't really do dairy at all, hardly at all, but cheese now and then. I mean, cheese, I mean, I do it every once in a while, but I, but cutting it out of my everyday life, just, I don't do yogurt. I don't do 
cream cheese. I, there's a vegan cream cheese I really love called Kite Hill. Mm. Um, Kite oh, Hill. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. So when you cut that. dairy out, this is very interesting, then you're, that helped your skin. Yes. And over the years, I've cut out sugar, which never sticks. But uh, <laughs> sugar also makes a huge difference in my yeah. skin. But like also, I have to live and I have to not hate my life. Have you discovered the sweeteners that are natural and zero calorie called monk fruit? I've, or- I've tried like everything. And I just find that anything that is not sugar makes me crave more sugar. People say that sometimes. Yeah. So I just, I, I cut out added sugar in a lot of ways. Like if I'm going to have a coconut yogurt with berries, I'm going to sweeten it naturally, which means a lot of fruit. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like six of one and a half does the other. Your body thinks sugar is sugar, but to me it's somehow different. Yeah. And you know, it just keeps me more honest. Like I'm not going to eat a kind bar because it's got, yeah. I mean, it's not that ton, not much sugar. It's like five grams of sugar, but um, I would rather have a candy bar yeah. and know that I had yeah. sugar and like register that yeah. than fool myself into thinking that I'm having something that doesn't have sugar in it. I think that's, I think that's wise. I think we, we try to trick, trick ourselves, you know, and think we're doing the right thing, but really we're making it worse. But basically what you're saying is if you're on like a keto diet, then that's good for your skin. Um, well, it depends. So not everybody. Brandon would just like some accolades because he's been trying to do keto. Oh, I see. For a long I time. See. So Brandon, your skin is glowing. We just would like yeah. to say. Yeah. Well, you can, Good job. Well, you can have dairy on keto though. You can have cheese. You can, but you know, they don't want you having like a glass of milk because that would be high in sugar, right? right? So right. heavy but, cream. But paleo, you can't have cheese, right? I don't know. I don't know enough about paleo, you know, unfortunately. I think, yeah, I don't think you can on paleo. No, it gets a little confusing. Yeah, I don't know. There's like always a new diet. Yeah. Always. But you know, like let's, let's bring Brandon into this discussion and let's talk about men's skincare. How, how, like, do you, do you discuss this on your podcast or in your writing? I don't do a ton of men's coverage. I have, we actually had a reverse sexism. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, men. Men are funny creatures. They when Aren't they we? yeah <laughs> when they find something they like that is what they like and there is no discussion about anything else. Yeah, I think that's that. There's truth in that, and I think that there's a resistance like, what's this cream? Yeah. What Although I tell serum? you, every man I date, there's some point where they sheepishly ask me about hair product. A hair product. Wow. Always, and then I'm, <laughs> and then I'll tell I'll like you know if you want this or that like the big ones are this this and that and then. Always by the end of our dating, they've become a convert. And skincare too, a little bit, because yeah. men will get into keels for some, something about. Yeah, men love keels. Something about keels is very attractive to men. Do you think it feels like more manly because there's a motorcycle and every shot? I think so. I mean, I think it's well, I think, well, I mean, look, keels makes good products. Yeah. They have an in house chemist and they pay a lot of attention to how they put things together. But I also think because, yeah, because the head of Kiehl's is a dude, like a real yeah. dude. And they have, you can go in and get a shave at the Kiehl's spa I didn't here. Know that. Yeah. But they also do lashes and stuff. It's like, yeah, it's a cool spot. Equal opportunity. It. Yeah. Yeah. But I think there's something about it that is not, it was, I think gender neutral before gender neutral was really a thing. Yeah. Not that it wasn't a thing, but in beauty, it wasn't mm-hmm. really a thing. I, I think that there's something about it to men that feels like, oh, it's okay. I can have that in my bathroom and like no one's <laughs> going to think anything. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so that's like a gateway drug, I feel like. Yeah. Like Guys, gateway will, drug. Yeah. It's true because when Brandon and I first started dating, I did look in his medicine cabinet and I did see some keels in there, like facial fuel. Mm-hmm. What is that? Facial fuel. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. Is it like a, a like an aftershave? It's kind like of a thing? serum. They the make serum. a serum. I've never really used it. 
the main thing I try to do is just now that I'm getting up in my years is sunscreen. Good yes. for you, good boy. But that's only in the last three or four years. And oh, he's then, pretty good and with then, that. Yeah, and then besides that, there's like three or four other things that Sarah's having me do, and I couldn't even name one of them. But okay, I I'll tell you. It. I try to do it at night. But if it wasn't for you, I would just be basically doing sunscreen and then maybe a little eye stuff yeah. once a week. When I, I don't remember. use eye cream. Well, if I, I feel like that's the latest I, thing. Like People are starting to admit that eye cream maybe doesn't matter. Well, I mean, people who love it, love does, it. So it's honestly, not... Honestly, does any of it besides sunscreen really matter? <laughs> yes, it does. It, it does. really does. It can, so I can... I, well, I can answer questions like that. Like, so like vitamin C has been proven to reverse sun damage. Okay. Yes. So We're that's, big one on of, that's one of the things you've... Yes. Basically, I went on Amazon and just started buying all these products she told me to buy, but I don't apply them all on my face unless you're there. All right. Let me tell you, <laughs> Beth, how I how I do it for him. So, so Brandon has really good skin, but he has some dry skin okay. around his eyes, especially. And so, oh. I really like higher. I can't pronounce it. Hyaluronic acid. Thank you. Yes, that I really like that because it kind of has this way of plumping your skin. And so, but I I've been taught that you do you layer the products so that the, the the thinnest product you put on first and then the creams you put on at the end. That's interesting. Is that is that what I'm supposed to be doing? Honestly, there are different ways of doing this. Ooh, tell us. It depends on the products and it also depends on what you're putting on your skin. This is where things get complicated because like some things are irritating so you don't want, you definitely don't want to layer two irritating products. Okay. So like vitamin C is irritating. Yeah. So if you're going to use anything with vitamin C in it, I would not use a retinol. Yes. Mhm. Um, anything like that so like then you would alternate those maybe okay. on a monday you use one on a tuesday you use the other and that's where it gets that's complicated for guys because guys probably you're like they just I've like got i want to put products. my one product on. Yeah. yeah i mean it's complicated for me too because i actually had a facialist tell me that same thing that i shouldn't be using retinol every day at night i should do i should use it for three days on three days off that kind of thing you can use it every night if you're if your skin can take it yeah most people's skin cannot take my it yeah can't. so i did it and then i did the 0.5 versus the 0.25 mm-hmm. and then my skin started peeling yeah, yeah, so that's that, really common. It's really common. But I also spent the money on the point five, so I'm like, I'm going to use. This. I'm going <laughs> to. Then I'll do it like every three days. Yeah, yeah that's good. That's, that's perfect. Good. Yeah. yeah. So I've been. I've heard you use vitamin C in the morning and retinol at night because the. That's one way of going. But then, <laughs> then the question becomes like, so vitamin C degrades in sunlight. Oh, it does. Yeah. I thought retinol degraded in sunlight. Also, they both do. Yeah. Okay. So th- then all of this becomes a little bit tricky and yeah. you just have to like so you're saying you would do vitamin c and retinol alternating evenings like that's what that's what i do but also my skin doesn't take retinol very well so i don't even do it i would do it maybe twice a week but that's me i have like i have never been able to get my skin yeah. used to retinol. even with a very low dose yeah it just i get like it just pisses my skin off yeah and and i've tried like soldiering through and it's just it just it, yeah. it just doesn't like, happen do you get redness around your eyes from it not on my eyes i get like weirdly patchy like i have a beard of dryness oh that's no fun yeah it's not no. it's not hot so <laughs> and like i break out really badly from it because my skin overreacts and then yeah. i can't push through that because i look terrible and yeah i don't want to deal with it no thank you but it's really good for aging and everybody says it's the thing for aging and that I once had a dermatologist say to me, I can tell across the room if you use retinol or not. And I was like, oh my God, I should start using oh gosh, more retinol. I, I feel like, Brandon, will you remind me to put some on tonight? I've been I've been slacking on my retinol. I don't even know if I brought any on this trip. Oh, I'm going to have to go to Sephora. I, I brought one product, sunscreen. Okay. That's it. Right, well, on the, this trip. You are, you, look, if you're just doing sunscreen, you're, just, you're still doing yeah, the I right mean, of stuff. Of course, I started just when I was 45 years old. So <laughs> kind of missed those first. <laughs> well, I mean, when I was a little kid. You don't look like you have a lot of sun damage, though. I'm, I'm a little darker skin, so I can yeah. take a little bit Yeah, more me too. I'm there. lucky that way. Yeah. yeah. 
But I also live in Seattle, right? So it's very gray. I feel like yeah, Seattle's very, a good place for skin. Yeah, and then if you go to Hawaii, very humid, yeah. humidity is yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. And if you go to Hawaii, I mean, you wear a sunscreen if you're like on the beach in Hawaii. You're like, give me some copper tone or whatever, some crappy product. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So of course I've worn sunscreen, but I mean, actually putting it on for no reason in the when it's not sunny out, like that's just a new thing. That's yeah. He does well with that though. He remembers I that. Think there's a lot of men that probably don't even think to do that there are people don't do it period mm-hmm. we're constantly telling people to put on sunscreen and they and to put it on again during the right. day because it does degrade i think when you start getting wrinkles and you start getting older you're like what can i do even if you're a dude right you're you know just like, i want to ask you too about sunscreen before i forget and airplane travel so i i heard i don't know where i read this or talked to an expert i interviewed like you thousands of people over the years was it i think someone said that one of the places you should definitely be wearing sunscreen is if you're going on an airplane because the uv you get more exposed to uv rays oh you know i've never heard that that's really interesting though so sometimes so back in the day i wouldn't i'd be like oh i'm just gonna be on an airplane i'm not gonna be in the sun i won't put on sunscreen for this flight now i'm like slathering it on you know by the way, do you hate the word slather after all these years of writing about beauty products? I don't hate slather. There are other words, though, that I guess everybody has their things. Like, I don't really care about moist and other people really I hate that word. word. Moist. Yeah. yeah, I don't really care. Mo- moist but- is creepy. <laughs> <laughs> or like the fact that there's no other word for mascara is just going to kill me for the rest of my life. There's just like a lot of things like that where it's like we can't. Yeah, there isn't. Yeah. No. And yeah. and when you're writing a story about mascara, you're like, I'm just going to have to say it 90 <laughs> times. Like, there's just, you know, with like eyeshadow, you can. You can say color, yeah. you can say the powder, you could say brush off excess, you can say things that like without saying the word eyeshadow over and over again. But mascara is like, what are you gonna say? The goop? Yeah. You, you just know? yeah, that you're stuck with it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. So to like moving back to products, what are some products, some beauty products that you're so excited about that you just are shouting from the rooftops about? that I need to go look up. What have I been excited about recently? Is there like a new brand that is, you know, I, I'm noticing just from being a... My first thought was something is embargoed. Sorry. Oh, can't <laughs> talk about it. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, ha- we'll hear about it maybe after that we hit stop. Mm. So, you know, I so I'm noticing though when I'm at Sephora and places that, you know, natural is kind of back in like adaptogens. Like if you go to Sephora, you're, you're seeing like a face wash with mushrooms in it or, you know, chlorophyll serum or things like that tons of charcoal it just seems kind of fun I love I love natural things myself so I'm drawn to that what about you like what are you know well I'm learning about it obviously because it's becoming the, a big thing right now you know doctors tend to get excited about adaptogens and things like that I think the natural category is is fascinating it's growing and growing and people are becoming more and more interested in it and and even just in the last couple of years it's just an explosion of of natural brands or clean brands or green brands or however you want to label yeah. them. I think it's interesting because they're not always better. It depends. Yeah, it depends. Like efficacy can be very tricky. And, you know, and, and just because something synthetic doesn't mean like, okay, take soap, right? You think, oh, I want a natural soap. Well, Soap, technically, if it's natural, has lie in it. it. Well, even not technically. Sorry, I have misspoke because anything that is soap has lie in it. Lies, t- like, it just strips the crap out of your skin. So that's like, okay, so Brandon, you should never use a bar of soap on your face. No. I've seen him in the shower sometimes doing that. Like dial soap or something like that. No, 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 not on your face. However, you can use a beauty bar. So a beauty bar is like Dove 
or something like that, which has, it's not natural. Sometimes it can have a little natural ingredients in it, but it uses to clean something, like we call it a syndit. It's a combo, mm -hmm. or it can just be totally synthetic, but that's so much better for your skin. Yes, yeah. Brandon, do you ever wash your face though with a, like a face wash? I don't think you do. Like once a year. Yeah. yeah. I usually just pour, put water on my face and then sometimes use if it. I'm in the shower, I will sometimes use a Dove bar, by the way. Okay, I there you go. There you go. Went to Costco and I have a whole bunch of Dove soap. So maybe that's what you saw. I think actually, I yeah, like maybe I'm accusing accused. him. But I think one time you told me that you can just use shampoo on your face. What? <laughs> well, you know, if I'm in a hurry, sure. We need Mistakes to reform him, Beth. This yeah. is, Mistakes yeah. are made. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm in a hurry. I wash my hair and then I just put the soap from the, just on my face. Oh my God, I men. Run, run. Men. This is crazy. Efficiency. Did you put conditioner on after? Or what do you do? <laughs> I, don't, I don't use conditioner anymore because my hair is thinning and it makes it thinner. I hate that. I wouldn't, I, I, Beth, I think that's not true. I think that he should use conditioner. Well, so conditioner is like a moisturizer. Essentially, okay. um, I guess that makes me it feels thinner when I'm done. Maybe it's not, but you, it probably weighs it down a little bit, and you don't love it. But you know, your hair's short, so you don't really yeah. need it unless you really want to yeah. do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> why don't you guys talk about your stuff? And I'll just stand here. Okay, you'll be over there. <laughs> so products, yeah. So um, is there, you know, I mean, what are what's coming across your desk lately? That's that's getting you excited. I'm excited about spring nails right now actually i was like i love your nails thanks they, well they they saw better days they've all they're yeah, all chipped the, the by color now. is amazing Wait, but yeah. is it a gel manicure is it is it? not a gel manicure. i'm not actually a gel fan mm -hmm. they look amazing but i'm too lazy to take it off and oh, go through the yeah. hell of taking them off so i only get a gel if it's something important have you discovered the dipping powder i manicures? i actually have never done it myself but yes okay. i do know about Life the dipping changing. powder i have them on my hands right now oh do you and they look i mean they look amazing and they last forever. I mean, we're talking three weeks, no chips. And Amazing. for a mom of three little boys and, you know, washing dishes and traveling and everything I do, this is like life changing for yeah, me. Everybody, yeah. you have to try dipping powder. I don't even know what it's called. I literally call to make my appointment and I'm like, can I do the dip, uh, dipping dip thing? You know, <laughs> like, I don't know what They're it like, is. They're like, sure, crazy lady. Yeah, yeah. So it's, but it takes a little longer. Yeah. So that's the only annoying thing, but you don't have to go back. I mean, it is a time saver because you don't have to go back. And, you know, with even with a gel, I was going in every seven days because they would chip with, you know, any anything I would be doing. I would chip. I'm just bad with nails. So, yeah, dipping powder. You got to try it, Beth. So you, you're obsessed with spring nails. So you're saying, like, are we talking like hot pinks and corals? Or? We're going a little more pastel this oh. spring. Yeah. Yeah. A little more pastel. We saw this. We, we totally fell in love with our server last night at a restaurant who was just the really fun chick and she had these mint green nails oh, that's fun and I, i've never seen that i want to try it it's it's pretty cool yeah, yeah fun so so spring colors spring colors what else am i excited about right now I, you know i'm i'm sort of on the hunt for like a summer moisturizer moisturizer i haven't found one that i love yet but uh -huh. i have a i have a little roster at home that i'm going to be trying and yeah, I don't know. Color. I'm always interested in color yeah. and just fun stuff. What do you think about a primer? Well, it depends on, I don't use one on a daily basis. Okay. Like it's just too much. Why would you use a primer right. if like for an evening event or something? Yeah. If I want my makeup to like, so primers tend to hold on to things longer and they smooth things out. So, you know, if I want to have like a poreless real 
full face of foundation, then that's when I'm going to put on a primer, but I'm not going to put it on otherwise. Mm-hmm. Do you find that they clog your pores or make you break out? I mean, out? I don't wear them enough to even have feedback on that, although other people mm-hmm. have. Like, there's silicones in them sometimes, depending on the formula, and uh, and people don't always love them. But people who love them, yeah, love them. They do. And and I, I, I'm I a new convert to primers. I got this one from Sephora called, it's made by Milk, mm, Milk sure. Cosmetics, and it actually has, I think it has cannabis in it or something. It has, uh, the reason I like it is it, it it has anti-inflammatory ingredients, so it helps the skin sort of calm down, which mm-hmm. I need sometimes. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but people who love primers love them. And I mean, I, I if you go on any of the YouTube, you know, beauty YouTubers out there, these women love their primers and that they swear that it's like the secret ingredient to perfect skin is the primer. I but, mean, it really does make everything look a little smoother. Yeah. It does. And and every brand has a primer. It's so confusing. Like Rihanna's, is it Fenty? Is that what it is? Fenty, yeah. She has a primer and I got a bunch of the samples from Sephora because I spend too much money there and I'm like, what do you call it? The rouge like level where you can just get tons of points. Yeah. <laughs> so I tried that out. I wasn't quite sure if I liked it or not. And then of course the Hourglass and the, is it Hourglass? Hourglass, yeah. Hourglass is a great brand. Uh, so is Fenty actually. Yeah, all of these are great brands. That's why it makes one of the like, their primer is one of the ones people to go to yeah. all the time. And yeah. I like the one that's green mm-hmm. and it kind of counteracts redness a little bit. Yeah. So um, I tend to have more inflamed skin so that I feel like that's helping a little bit. But sometimes I just wonder if I'm putting too many things on my skin. Like it's like, okay, it's just too much. I mean, anything that you're laying on your skin, is, yeah. it, it adds up over time. But if you're not having any adverse refe- effects, then yeah. you know, like things are a little more basic than maybe people think like there's not like a ton like there are a little right and wrong but like a lot of this stuff is just like personal preference I think that's I think that's great advice because I think we often feel like you know I'm not doing this right or it's like I'm screwing this up but you're right it's like you know if you're not having if if you're noticing something that you don't like then yeah then don't do it But but if you like it and you're not having any negative reaction then also it's makeup yeah it's makeup yeah we can't take ourselves too seriously (laughs) here it's like fine if you want to put 20 products on your face every day and that is you and you do you yeah like i'm not going to tell you not to do that i want to ask you about foundation next because i swear that even in those years that i was not wearing um sunscreen naughty naughty girl that i am i swear that and i always did wear make i wore makeup i wore foundation and i think that saved me i think that did something it had spf in it a lot of makeup has spf in it and even if it didn't i think that it did provide some barrier and some well it can especially if you're using mineral makeup so mineral Mm -hmm. has a a natural barrier to to sun which is great it's like bare minerals all that has Mm -hmm. natural my natural barrier is my beard (laughs) there you go yeah that's true yeah because i have a beard or a little bit of a beard yeah 50 percent of brandon's face it kind of helps because when i shave it off which is only like three times a year feel like it's right baby I don't even recognize him when he shaves off his beard I'm yeah. like afraid of him I died like, like who, who are you is and his his daughters too they're like they hide from him a little bit they're like oh, daddy I basically just yeah I I'm probably not gonna ever do it for the next five years yeah they, they were mortified they're like he just he has such a different look you know I'm so used to seeing him with his with a beard and so it is surprising yeah my know? dad grew a mustache a few years ago and I was oh, like boy what is this about <laughs> yeah so it's a natural sunscreen just yeah. than the well, I think he just like my dad is always like I don't think he would ever go for a full beard but I think he like he my, my, I get my hair from my father for sure like he's a oh, hairy hairy right? human yeah. being so I think he just was like this is gonna save me some time <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> 
whatever dad yeah whatever so back to foundation i love a product i love a foundation called faux filter from huda is it huda beauty huda yeah do you know about that line yeah sure so huda is a huge instagram star and she actually had a she's a youtuber isn't she and she is she a persian woman i don't think she's persian okay Maybe I'm thinking of a different... She's Middle Eastern of some kind, okay, but I yes. don't I don't know if she's Armenian. I'm not actually sure what her ethnic background is, she but she's definitely... Dubai. Does she live in Dubai? I don't know. Or maybe she just filmed an episode. She did channel. at least at one point. I, I don't know currently because she does she does so much now and she has products in Savora and whatever, and I have I don't know about her, yeah, her, her yeah. where she's living these days. She is somebody who sort of early on in Instagram beauty became really popular. And she's interesting. She's, you know, I don't know if you've ever like paid attention to her when she talks about like fillers that she got. She actually was one of the, she had this like little thing about filler and how much she'd get filler in her lips. Cause I don't have anything in my face, which is also very crazy for yeah. a beauty editor, but I have nothing in my face. And I keep thinking I'm going to get lip filler and then I panic and I cancel yeah. the appointment. I've done yeah. it like four times. Oh my so, God. <laughs> like, I, Cause I know people I love, I love all of the people I know, but they, some people go overboard. Overboard, yeah. Yeah, and I'm scared of that. I have oh, huge sorry. lips that they're natural. And um, in fact, when we first started dating, Brayden asked me, he's like, I just have to ask you, are, are they real lips? Or, you know, I'm like, nope, 100% real. Yeah. But he's like, please don't do anything to your lips. But I, what I, so... I, 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 I agreed. I was like, I'm not going to do anything to my lips. But as time has gone on, I've learned that I have these little lines in my lips, the vertical lines, and you can fill them. You can fill them. With, yeah. And without making you know them look too bulky, you can smooth them out. And it's called like hydration or something. I forget what it's called. I don't even know. But I, I, I don't even think I have the courage to do that. I think... I, you know, you've, I've seen it look good, but I've also seen it look really bad. Me too. And... And it's my face. I know. Is it worth the risk? Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, you can dissolve them. So it's never like, you no know, going back. But I just... I know. I'm with you, Beth. I'm with you. I mean, I think, I think you know, if you want to do it and you're listening and you want to do it, you know, go for it. I think, you know what I love is that we are slowly moving into an age of more transparency, I think. You know, gone are the days of like my mother's generation where if you had something done, you had to hide away and not tell anyone or be sort of ashamed of it. I just think I, I love the trans I love the openness that we are, you know, we're not, you know, and, and you're seeing that in Hollywood with, you know, celebs being more open about stuff too. Do you, do you like that? Are you? Yeah. I mean, I think it, it's, it was a little crazy there for a while where it was like, oh no, I haven't tried Botox. And you're like, you cannot move your face. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about Botox? I've never. Okay. So I, I have, I am not against any kind of filler, any kind of yeah. toxin. Like I think if you want to do it and you're comfortable with it and you go to someone you trust and all of that I'm all for it like I think you do you whatever's helping your confidence go for it I personally am just holding off holding off I think I'm right on the cusp I've been saying for this last few months I'm on the cusp of just getting it on my forehead I just held off and hold off because I I know people who got it early and preventatively and then you know your muscles atrophy and things don't and then eventually your body stops taking it so it's like so that's interesting because I've heard two I've heard that argument and then I've heard dermatologists say that that's not the case that you sh if you do it early and there some of them say they call it baby botox getting started in your 20s to prevent those a lines. lot of a lot of people feel that way I 
personally think you should be able to move your face yeah, as long I as possible. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not against it, but just me personally, I wanted to hold off until I felt like I really, really needed it. Yeah. But there's I'm, a lot of bad Botox out there yeah, too, you yeah. know, injectors who don't, don't know what they're doing. And I, I started doing one area of my, I, they call it the glabella. It's right between your eyebrows. I did that for the first time, maybe five or six years ago. And I suffer from monthly migraine. Headaches, oh yeah. That like can really help. It can really help. The moment I got that injection, it changed my life. I, I, I think I've had only one migraine since, and that's in that's five amazing. years. That's life-changing. Life-changing. And it was because my Botox was wearing off, you know? Uh, so I always know when I can start to see it, yeah, like yeah. it's probably time for me to go back and get a, another injection because, and I, and I really didn't start it for any cosmetic reasons, but it's, it's life-changing. And I, and I, it's so life-changing. My dad who suffers from migraine headaches, I told him I would pay for him to go get Botox, but he refuses because he's very manly. He thinks like, this is like way too girly for him. But but I'm like, dad, this will change your life. You know, it's just like, it doesn't, you, you really like, you won't even know you have it. It's easy. It's nearly painless. But, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the only, you know, the only thing that I can really say that I love Botox wise. I mean, I know a lot of people who get it and love yeah. it. I'm not against it at all. I think yeah. if, if it makes you comfortable. And it's temporary and yeah, it'll go away fine. in four months. So if you do hate the results, you know, it, it can, it wears off. Yeah. So that's the nice part about it. But. I've just held off. I know a lot of people who just like it's like you know the commercial where like you get nose blind it smells like I think it's the same thing with (laughs) with injectables and like you just get more and more and more and then eventually you look really weirdly bulbous and like and frozen yeah so I've just held off yeah Yeah. but I'm definitely like I've got marionette lines going and like just my skin is not as elastic as it used to be yeah. What is it like? Um, I don't know. I don't, you're probably younger than me. I'm not sure. I don't age. think so. Yeah. I think we're probably around the same okay, age. Okay. Okay. Uh, I was born in 78. Oh, I'm Good. older. I'm a year older. There. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so being a, a woman in her early forties as we are, I'm working in this very high, like, image. oh wait, I was born in 79. Is that you're younger? Oh, oh yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. You're a baby. Yeah. Math yeah. is not my strong suit. <laughs> Neither. Same with me. Yeah. No, I have, um, I have three boys and my youngest is in second grade and basically I've tapped out at second grade math. It's, <laughs> it's not good. I mean, that's why they invented calculators. I mean, yeah. So working in a, such an uh, image focused field, um, how do you keep it real with yourself? Like it's all beauty all the time. I mean, I think it's actually pretty easy, I have to say, because people who do what I do for a living, we're all pretty low key. That's so interesting because you would think that you wouldn't be. Yeah, you know? but I think, so the beauty at her goal, it's, there's sort of like a funny joke around everybody is like, you want to just look expensive. You don't want to look made up. You want to look expensive. You want expensive skin. Uh-huh. You want expensive hair. You want everything to look just very, very well done, but not too manicured. Yes. And there's a fine line. Yeah. That. And I have like my my personal style is like a little disheveled. Like I don't really, I hate a bouncy blowout. Like it makes me want to die. And like, you know, <laughs> and so like, I, I'm not, I'm not somebody who needs like a perfect eyeliner every day or whatever so I don't know I I think you know especially when it comes to beauty I think fashion's a little bit different because fashion is just really looks focused whereas beauty like there's science so it tends to attract a slightly different person Mm. who's maybe a little bit more interested in how things go together and come together and and the science behind things or the development behind products so I think there's I mean obviously we're in an image focus focused industry but there's something about beauty that just, it doesn't feel as stressful to me. Mm-hmm. I can't exactly describe it, but I, I don't feel a lot of. Yeah. And also just, 
my personality is tends to be like, that's cute that you think I should do that. Yeah. You know, when I first started coming to New York for books and things and for glamour, I, I expected New York City to be very, I mean, it is obviously high fashion, of course, but I expected it to be different than it actually was. And I found that the women here are actually pretty low key in general. And that's just my impression. Maybe you have a different one. But, you know, I thought everyone would be in these high heels. And there it, was a time, though, when maybe that there was, was true. Yeah. But it's it, just millennials have really like flipped the script. There's like a lot yeah. of flats like I'm wearing sneakers today yeah I noticed that yeah, yeah. And, and I you know when we ventured out to Soho yesterday you know I of course wore my sneakers but the old Sarah maybe five seven years ago I would think I would need to wear heels you know but that's just that's changed for me but. we all care about our knees now yeah. and like <laughs> like and just you know there was like when I first got to New York I remember looking because I've been here since um, college so I've been here a really long time and when I first got here, like Sex and the City was just starting. Like it started the first yeah. year I got here. And I would like look around and think like, how are you guys walking this much in those shoes? Yeah. Like all the time. And and also what was really, really big at the time was those Steve Madden like platform flip-flops. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yes. And like I had a pair and I was like, oh, these are going to be more comfortable. And they weren't. Like no. everything was awful. So I, <laughs> I don't know. We like, And then like somehow the millennials came and were like, what are you wearing? Yeah. Just wear flats. Yeah. And I was like, I am like I'm one of you yeah I love it when oh my gosh this. I just um I follow you on Instagram of course and over the years we've we've known each other and connected but I want to ask you a personal question and we can we can totally edit this out if you if you if you want to but I recall and I think you shared this on your Instagram that you went through I think you were mugged is that right? oh yeah. yeah yeah I was mugged mm-hmm. you were mugged this had been after years and years of living in in the city and had anything like that happened before to you no and not since either it was fluke thing somebody followed me into my apartment building in the west village and pulled a knife so they actually went into the building yeah he followed me into the building and i mean there's got to be cameras and and we did not have cameras in my building we ended up with cameras in my building after that but um we didn't at the time and i lived directly across the street from a police station so again just a fluke like most people don't want to hurt you you know yeah Yeah, but most people don't want to hurt you it's just like you can be in the wrong place wrong time any point in your life and this just happened to me and you know did he hurt you i mean was was yeah he he beat me up a little bit yeah my word but he didn't stab me which is yeah the like the good part and my my super who was a very very large meaning tall man who was incredibly protective of me and such a lovely human chased him away wow so he was the the man was there the super was nearby or he screamed we were right outside his apartment yeah i screamed the whole time but i thought about oprah a lot like i just thought about oprah the whole time but (laughs) because i was like oprah says don't like i just remember all these like how funny so so wisdom popped into your head yeah just like uh, well i saw on oprah that you don't scream help people think you're kidding so scream more than help so i'm screaming i need help someone help me like screaming full sentences and and i also there was a period where he asked he turned around and looked at me and said why aren't you running up the stairs because he sort of gave up for a second and I thought is that what I do am I supposed to run up the stairs Uh, and and then I thought no Oprah says don't go to a second location yeah so so I was just like no Oprah says do not and like there's a lot of stuff like that that. did they ever catch him interesting no it's sort of complicated. So when we were, I wasn't really fighting back. I think that's too strong, but I was just trying to fight him off of me. So I was just kind of p- trying to push him off. Was he a large man? In my recollection, I would say he was like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, and bigger than me. But like, I'm I'm a small person, I'm only 5'3", but I'm really strong for my... So I was not like weirdly physically intimidated. And I don't... And part wow. of that is maybe my brain taking care of me. But like, I was more afraid of the knife. 
Yeah. But I, I mostly like, you know, my personality is very much like, you have to listen to me. Like, why aren't you listening to me? I said, no. You know, that's yeah. sort of like just who I am. Uh-huh. So, so he just asked you for money then? He, he asked me for my stuff. But the problem was he had a knife. Like, if he didn't have a knife, like, he probably could have just taken my stuff and gone. But because he had a knife, I was like... No, like I just come from the I had come from the gym and I had my gym bag and I had another bag So I clamped down on them because I was like you can't stab me through my tennis shoes, you know, like wow Yeah, so like good going what a badass she is. Oh my gosh, but I I don't know what I would do Well, that's the thing you don't know what you would do and my best advice to anyone who asks me these questions One don't go into like if you're in a vest like getting into a vestibule and there's somebody in it Just don't get in it. That's my my number one advice Just wait until they're through or leave or whatever or or I've opened the door. I'm like what you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but my other is like it's good to run through scenarios because your brain will go through that right so mm-hmm. like if you play it out in your head like then you have some sort of like pathway that will get there like Oprah all of a sudden I was thinking about Oprah like the, yeah. my brain had pathways to get there and I was lucky that way did you have base or anything on you no and I had mace after that but uh, to be honest I don't yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not. Um, I was. I had a great therapist afterwards, and mm-hmm. I don't. I don't have. Um, like I don't mind talking about it. I don't yeah. have any fear about it. I don't get nervous at night. The only time I can feel a connection is that when it's raining and it's night at nighttime. There's like a certain thing in the atmosphere where I feel more heightened. And it was it raining the day. Yeah, yeah, it was. Okay. It was raining. So yeah. then your super came out, mm-hmm. and then the guy ran. He he ran up the stairs and. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was a good idea. He ran up the stairs and then my super went back into his apartment to like go get something because he thought I was safe. And he ran back down the stairs. And at that point, I just said, take my stuff, just take it. And he took my bags and he ran out the front door. But I was no longer in my body, unfortunately. So this happened, but I couldn't put it into words. Mm. And so my super came back and he said, he's upstairs. I was like, no, 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 he's not upstairs. And he was like, well, where is he? I said, I think he's outside. He was like, why do you think he's outside? I was like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like even though I had physically seen this happen, I was yeah. part of it. I just couldn't. Isn't that funny how you can have an out of body experience that way? Like you know, it's your bot, your your mind's way of protecting. Maybe yeah. So when you go through a life or death situation, you go through fight, flight, or freeze, mm-hmm. and it's all the same mechanism. And it's whatever your body chooses. It is trying to do the best for you, and it's really rough for people who freeze. And luckily, my first instinct was to fight. But once I was on the floor and he was punching me, sorry guys, um, oh. he I I sort of left. Now, I didn't leave my body like I was watching it. I left my body like when weirdly going really internally and I started mm. planning my next day. I was like, well, I'm not going to write the blog. <laughs> I, was <laughs> like, I was like, definitely calling into yeah. Glamour tomorrow. Uh-huh. And then I was like, I'm going to see what my face looks like. And then I'm, I, don't know, I probably won't go to the gym, but I guess I have to go to the police station. Like it was just very practical. Wow. And that's where I was. Like I was like just planning my day, which is really my personality. I'm like incredibly. So what is that? Fight flight or freeze freeze and so is that a freeze so okay. i was freezing yeah. yeah so if a ball's coming at you and you can't move weirdly that's freezing and it's a we- it's a mechanism you're playing possum like so so it is the same thing and it but like for instance i have a friend who after all this happened came to me and this was such a generous thing to say she was like you know i i'm so sorry that happened to you i want to tell you something about though because i had someone attack me on the street one day and i froze and it has been so hard for me to get over it because I don't trust myself. And I'm mm. so jealous of you that you can trust yourself. Ooh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, wow, holy crap. Yeah. You know? So did that make you feel more confident in 
your abilities if something like this happens again? Not right away. Right away, I was really a mess. And I, when I went into therapy, the first thing I said, she said, what are you worried about? I was worried that I, I would be just afraid. I thought it was going to change my life. Mm, yeah. And I was okay with it changing me a little bit because, you know, obviously everything you go through in life changes you. But I was afraid it was going to give me... I didn't want to be the person who like was afraid to go out. I didn't want to be yeah. a person who was like afraid of everything and afraid of everybody and like was really because that's just not how I live my life anyway. And I'm so and I feel really grateful and fortunate that like I don't feel that way. I don't feel like people want to hurt me. I think that if if people wanted to hurt me, then I it would have happened more than once. And I also just know that now I know that I fight back and now I know that I will make the best decisions for myself. That and is so empowering. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how what my response, I've never had a, a situation right. like I that. I mean, your brain would just pick the best thing that it could. I'm a bit of a freezer though. Are you stress, a freezer? So I, but you would have to give yourself a break. That's the thing is like, even if that's what happened, like it wouldn't be... Although I do have a big, I have a mom and bear in me, so I know I've I've had to protect my kids in in small situations. But I go mama bear. So yeah, I can that, believe that, that. That may happen. That you know, I, I may have that in that for for myself. Hopefully, hopefully you, don't, you won't have to find out. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hopefully, never. Um, has it? So it sounds like you have. You know, you've not fallen into fear, and you've reclaimed your joy. You're such a joyful person, and you love your city still. You know. And so it really hasn't changed your your feeling about New York. No, I I think right away I was thinking like, oh, I have to get move to a doorman building and I have to, you know, all of these things. But my therapist said something very smart. She said, you know, I understand you're feeling that way, but can you get in and out of your building? And I said, I can't. It's taking a lot, but I can do it. And she was like, okay, if you can do it, I don't want you to make any life decisions until we're done. Mm. She's like, because right now you're reacting to things and you may not feel that way really. And I was like, okay. And then at the time I had to rent stabilized two bedroom in the West Village and I ended up being like, yeah, motherfucker, you're not getting out of yeah. my West no, Village. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so like, and then it was fine. And then we had, you know, cameras in my building and whatnot. And even so, I was really lucky that I didn't have fear. Yeah. I still don't. That's amazing. That's, that's very inspiring. Although if you come into my personal space with with aggression, I feel like I'm going to murder you. Yeah, like it's not a normal feeling. It's like <laughs> I'm going to rip something off your body and God help you. I don't know what yeah. it's going to be, but it's going to be really unpleasant. Are you protective of your friends in in that way? No. Like when you're out. <laughs> <laughs> just herself yeah. I'm like you are on your own friends <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah thank you for sharing that yeah anyway. no so Beth what is next for you so you're you've got this amazing job at Us Weekly what's on the horizon like in your in your career your personal life do you have a, a book that you're trying to write do you have a I don't I wish I had a book in me I mean actually I would like actually that's not true I would eventually in my life like to write a book about handling trauma Ooh. Because when I when this happened to me, like I'm a, my personality is like I'm a journalist, you know, at heart. Anything, anytime anything happens in my life, I want to be the world's foremost expert on this. Like yeah. I want to like know everything inside out and be like have the best basis of my, for my decision. Uh -huh. So I immediately was like, how do you how do you do this? How do you handle it? Because I really had a hard time dealing with other people's reactions right away. Yeah, I was constantly consoling other people about what had happened to me, which just takes a lot of energy. 
And yeah. it's a really common thing when it people is, have anything yes. uh, happen to them. So anyway, I wanted to read something about like, this is this is what's normal. This is what's going to go away. Don't worry about this. Like, you know, this is what you say to people when they're like kind of weirdly being like, uh, men would often get like weirdly judgmental and ask me if I'd been drinking or if it was late. And I'm oh. like, no and no. And also, why does it matter? Yeah. yeah. And it was more men, although women would do it to find ways in which we were different, which is very human because they don't want to think this could happen to them. Mm. Men, I don't know why they would do it. It was like a weird thing where they wanted, I thought that they would never own up to this. I all thought they wanted to blame me. Hmm. And I couldn't figure out if it was because it means something about men. Anyway, anyway, so all of this, I wanted something to read. And there was a couple of things. There was like Gift of Fear, which I don't recommend reading if you've just been a victim of crime because it's really victim blamey. Although I think the Gift of Fear itself in that concept is super important and interesting. Like if you like I didn't I didn't love that he caught the door. There was nothing for me to do, but I'm less polite now, mm. for sure. If mm-hmm. I don't like a situation and I want you out of my space, I will just tell you. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, I'm sorry, I've had, you know, I, I actually once told someone that, hi, I'm sorry, somebody mugged me violently by knife point, so you're going to have to leave this vestibule. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, no good. Right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I was like, yep, going to leave. But anyway, I wanted something to read that was sort of like, this is what's happened to you and this is how you can feel better mm-hmm. sort of thing or just even advice, anything. And there was very little. There's tons of stuff about rape. There's tons of stuff yeah. about childhood trauma. There's certain traumas that like seem to have a bucket that people want to go to. But I couldn't find anything that was just like, something shitty happened to you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Here's here are some things you can do, or yeah. you know, here's like maybe what your body's going through, because your body goes through a lot, and like you get up, 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 and mm-hmm. then it goes down, 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 down. Mm-hmm. And so I crashed. Like we were at a store, and I was like, "We have to leave. I am going to fall asleep right here." And this was the the day after. It was something? like a couple days after. Okay. It was like three days after. It just hit like, <sighs> and my therapist had said to me you have to I want you to exercise I want you to exercise a lot because you've got a lot of crap in your body Mm. and you got to get it out you got to get it out and um anyway I wanted something like this and like and there was just nothing and I feel like this is the book you have to write yeah I have to I feel like that would be something I would like to do although I know these days getting a book deal is a lot different I don't even know it is but I just feel like it's so possible and you know especially with our backgrounds yes your background and your expertise and your personal story you know I I think that that's a slam dunk I hope you write it I hope you do have you written in magazines about the experience at all no I've sort of owned it myself up to this point because if I write a book about it I don't want it to be complicated you're right and you can always (laughs) yeah Yes, and you can always excerpt it for a yeah, you know, yeah. for a magazine. Right. Well, that's all so inspiring, and I wish you the best with that. I, I really hope you do that. Yeah. Well, we've taken up enough of Beth's time this morning, and we should probably wrap it up. Brandon, do you have any other questions? Any last-minute moisturization? <laughs> I'm good. I got my sunscreen. I'm going to do retinol and vitamin C alternating days. Okay. That was right. a big Keep one Keep my for beard you. going. Yeah. I think I'm good over here on, Wait, on the man front. face wash. Yeah. Yeah. A gentle just tell face me what, wash. You guys just tell me what to do. Okay. I'll do it. All right. Just use a little Cetaphil at night. Yeah. Because think about, okay, just no give shampoo it, on the face. Parting thought. No, parting thought. No soap on the face. You're going to go outside and you're going to get pollution and all sorts of stuff on your face. Okay. So before you go to bed, just be kind and take it off. Yeah. Take it off. All right. Yeah.
that is that is great. Hear Beth's voice in your ears at night. Because so that, I can't just take like a paper towel and just scrub it on my face? Or no, no. I mean, that could be an exfoliant, but I, I definitely think just a little face wash. Do, right. do your face some good. Like an SOS pad? I can't do that. I'm just kidding. I mean, we did went through go through a period of when my childhood, something called a buff puff, which was really similar. I remember that. Yeah. 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 And also like the really like apricot kernels and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like That's still around there. It is. But yeah, people I feel love like it. It scratches your skin. Well, you know, I'm not a I'm not a huge scrub fan. I like a chemical like exfoliant. You know, yeah. Like a glycolic acid or something like that. I love glycolics. Oh, we could just go on and talk all day. <laughs> all right, Beth, thank you so much for being with us yeah. today. Thank you. You're welcome, guys. Thank you. Check back here soon for all the latest updates and as always, we are mod about you. 